Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Support for this season of Assembly comes from the Cary Theater in Cary, North Carolina, the Center for Advanced Hindsight in Durham, North Carolina, and a special thanks to Overcoat Management in Chicago, Illinois. If you'd like to support Assembly, go to our website, theassemblypodcast.com, or email me directly, theassemblypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, we're about to start. Here we go. Hasn't got to be warned And I've roamed The pattern of the beast of this show She's foaming up at the lip You see, getting warmer in the middle She's carrying all the trash away More than just a little We're warm We've got to move away from this show The Modern School of Film presents Assembly, a look at what brings us together in parts. My name is Robert Malazzo, and I'll bring you what I see, what I hear, and what I learn. Now, let's start the assembly. Having an incredible resume and list of travels, do you think you're becoming a better performer? I'm definitely more comfortable in my own skin on stage. I can't say whether I'm a better performer or not, um, but... You know, that's kind of subjective. But I definitely enjoy it more than I used to. I've watched you a handful of times. And you drifted off easily. No, I, I, mean, <laughs> I fell asleep once. I, it was jet lag. No, but, but what I'm saying is it doesn't look efforted. You know, I'm I'm in the moment. I'm there doing our thing. But I just, I guess I just released, for some reason, I found peace with just being part of the event and not... Yeah, I, it was all like just me being insecure. You don't listen back to old shows, or you don't listen back to recordings. No. Why? I don't. I don't like listening to myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just um, there's too many other th- things to do in a day. Maybe it's it's irresponsible. I should, probably should listen back and make changes and tweaks, but I don't know. It doesn't feel unprofessional. I feel like I'm in the moment. I'm reacting to what I'm hearing. Um, and I'm going to do the same thing the next night. So how do you know how it went? I don't. I just, I was there and I did it and then we move on and do it something else the next time. Something else the next time. 
That could actually be the unofficial title of this season of Assembly, which finds us staring comfortably at and listening peacefully to Sam Beam, singer-songwriter Iron and Wine, and Calexico, Joey Burns and John Convertino, as the three artists renew their 15-year-old collaborative vows in just a week. A week that will include decidedly different forms of performance, different generations of fans, new sounds, old sounds, past footprints, fresh dance moves. Dance move in point, today's part of Assembly features something half of the guys have never even done before, while the other half have done a not-so-official record number of times. We're heading north from Saxpaha, North Carolina, where the guys just, I would say, successfully played their first show together in 15 years. That show, which was also a sort of homecoming for Sam, allowed us to meet their onstage collaborators, their career colleagues, their families, their friends, and fans. But on this part of Assembly, let's visit some of the guy's new cubicle mates in Washington, D.C. NPR's Tiny Desk Concert. Musical onboarding, as I like to call it. Over the next few parts of Assembly, we're going to be able to look at this line that artists straddle between promotion and performance. It's a line that keeps moving, it's a line that keeps being redrawn. The line is complicated, but it's never complex. Today it's almost invisible, maybe because it's so tiny. We're in part three of the Assembly, which is about midway, which alphabetically would place us about at the letter N. In fact, you could go so far as to say today's whole episode is sponsored by the letter N. Today we're at NPR. I'm so excited. First time visitor, longtime fan. I think of NPR as a clarion call to some of the coolest sonic, oral, audio content you can find in any genre, in any style. They do it all and do it all really well. So I'm keeping my security pass. <laughs> I often think time is the lead character on each season of Assembly. This season started about 15 years ago, but when the guys first collaborated, there was no tiny desk. Well, there was and there wasn't. But in simple terms, this is Calexico's first time playing the Tiny Desk, which is really surprising because I think their aesthetic parts line up so perfectly with the desk. This is Sam's third Tiny Desk, which I think may entitle him to wear some sort of cool jacket. I'm not sure. But more importantly means he knows the lay of this fluorescent lit land. What to pack, where to look, and what to leave on that really cool wall. When it comes to all things Tiny Desk, all roads seem to lead through Bob Boylan. Now, Bob is not going to be there today when we visit, but the roads will be. As of this recording, there's been nearly 900 Tiny Desk concerts, from Adele to Jason Isbell, the Jonas Brothers, the Wu-Tang Clan. Hell, even T-Pain did a non-autotune Tiny Desk concert. On the day we arrived, the place was still vibrating from the Muppets having been there. You see, when it comes to the Tiny Desk, all is possible, with a few key exceptions. Now, the name of the series comes from Bob's former band, The Tiny Desk Unit, which leads to the first qualifier that when you perform, everything including you and your Muppets have to fit behind the desk, a.k.a. Bob's desk. Another qualifier is a performer can't come back to the desk twice. So, since you asked, how is Sam able to come back now for a third time? Well, you can come back if you're in a different configuration. Iron and Wine in Calexico is Sam's third configuration, which makes our whole stop today legally binding and a hat on a hat. These are raw, acoustic, stripped-down performances. Voice and instruments are mic'd, but they're not amped. And you're playing in front of the NPR staff during essentially their lunchtime. 
but it's one of those lunch hours where someone announces free pizza in the break room. Everyone comes, and everyone's a fan, no matter what the pizza. Thus far this week, I've seen the guys play big rooms, small rooms, dressing rooms, so they'll slay today. It kind of has the energy of a boy-girl party, but in this one, on this day, the greatest musicians in the world show up, (laughs) and they're only five feet in front of you playing, or in the elevator. There's giddiness, there's awkwardness, and check out that really cool wall they play in front of. You know that wall with all the cool tchotchkes and remembrances of the bands who have been there? That wall, it just screams, Instagram me. (laughs) I shall do. So, to the Assembly Mobile. Next stop, NPR. There are no small parts, but this is definitely our tiniest. Here's part number three of the Assembly, The Tiny Desk. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm a writer and producer at NPR Music. I do a podcast called Pop Culture Happy Hour. I'm also on All Songs Considered every week and had a hand in the creation of Tiny Desk Concerts, and I every once in a while I get to produce them. The remedial version is that it's Bob's desk, and Bob really is kind of the curator of the series. You have to have the buck stop with someone. But then there is like a larger group where everybody is kind of almost competing to get their special thing behind the desk. It's like a writer's room. Is that too on the nose? It's the curatorial equivalent of a writer's room, absolutely. And I've worked in a lot of writer's rooms. And, and I can see the, the flashbacks when I said that. <laughs> you can tell. I used, to, I used to work at The Onion. I have seen myself a writer's room. We do have pitch meetings and stuff, but usually the way it works is a person goes to Bob and Bob tries to figure out if we can make it happen. There are lots of genre mouths to feed. And so figuring out that balance is something we're always trying to perfect. I don't think we've ever quite perfected it and then you try to shoehorn it into the schedule because the other challenge we're dealing with is that now we're booking these things six months in advance and obviously people are still buzzing about the Muppets greetings everyone and welcome to tiny desk in honor of Sesame Street's 50th birthday we are doing a concert oh I am very excited please help me count backwards ready five Four, three, two, one! Sunny day, sweeping the clouds away. Yeah, the Muppets one was was really beautiful, and it was, they recorded over the course of a couple days, they did a bunch of skits around the office and everything, and I remember the first time I walked, kind of turned around a corner, into the tiny desk space and just locked eyes with Grover, I actually just under my breath kind of cooed like, hey buddy. It was this very primal emotion that that took over me. Like I was, like I walked in and saw like a childhood friend. It is a really cool job. You're just, you're constantly coming face to face with artists whose work you respect, people who are happy to be there, people who are excited about seeing live music. I took the elevator up here just a a minute ago and people were asking me about the Calexico and Iron and Wine Tiny Desk. What time is that? Should I come early? And it does put this really pleasant buzz into the building. My name is John Convertino, and I play drums for Calexico. How was your night, John? It was good. Yeah. Same bird. Woke me up this morning. Three birds in a row. Very nourishing. And I got to finish my book. I was telling you about Homelands, Alfredo, Guarpacho. This is Calexico's first tiny desk, which is kind of shocking from my vantage. I've always loved being as natural as possible like being as acoustic playing to the room playing 
to each other, loud, soft, all of it. But I love when it's happening naturally. You know, it's just, it's just amazing. My name is Sebastian Steinberg, and I hold the bass. I love doing Tiny Desk, except for the part where they make me take me and my upright bass onto the catwalk and show us this is the NPR floor, this is where it all happens, Terry Gross is out there somewhere. That's a perfect radio voice right there. But I do love the way it equalizes everybody. We're all, everybody plays there is stuck in that same corner, and just the vibe really does feel like an office at lunch, and it's stunningly musical, and that it really feels more like a an archival thing now, like where really those things last, and people really watch those and keep watching them. Like, they don't feel like a lot of other sort of, oh, you had our friends in the studio, check them out. It, it feels like a per- much more permanent thing, so I like it. I'm taking it as seriously as I take anything. Can it go pear-shaped? It can. We just don't let it. That's the whole idea. It's an option, so we tend to choose the other way. <laughs> Smart. My name is Sam Beam. I sing and play guitar. What would it be cooler to be a five-time SNL host <laughs> with Paul Simon and Tom Hanks? <laughs> that is pretty badass, man. Three that times is, cool. is pretty badass. It's cool, yeah. Ask Joey about it. No, I'm, te- I'm, te- I'm, I'm fucking, I'm gonna get in trouble. I was teasing. Uh, yeah, it's amazing like how much that thing has caught on. It's really cool. It is what, it, what they say. You're right behind, right behind Bob's desk <laughs> and everyone just crowds around and you play. I'm Howard Reynolds, and I'm the manager of Iron & Wine. Tiny Desk, they have their own backline. That'll definitely be truncated. Probably Rob on some sort of Nord stage, drum kit, bass rig, and then you two. And then you and I just play acoustic unplugged, right? We just want a microphone. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. People love that shit, man. Me too. <laughs> it's great for, for, for goodwill. <laughs> you know, I, I walk around the office and people ask me when I, you know, when I'm going to tell them they can come and see live music. And it's, I get to be the bearer of good news an, an awful lot in this building, which is great. My name is Denise Marco, and I work for Consumer Products. My name is Carly Ingersoll. I also work for Consumer Products. I'm Kenlyn Albright, and I'm the Consumer Products intern. So is this the whole Consumer Products department? No. There are three more people in the consumer products department that could not join us today because we are here. (laughs) So 50% of the department is here. Have you ever been to to a tiny desk before? Uh, This is my second one. I have been to too many to count. (laughs) Do you still generally get excited about it? I definitely get excited about coming to the tiny desk. I look, you know, I I like look at the schedule to see who's coming and then find the people who I like just, I absolutely love. But I've also discovered new artists by coming to the tiny desk. So like I've found bands that I love by just coming to see them at the tiny desk because it's a really great show. You know, you're, you're working among all these brilliant journalists in this, in this big building, in this vibrant city. And then as a bonus, you get like 150 free live shows a year. I think our HR people will often, if they've got candidates that they're excited about, they're very, they're, they really like taking prospective you know, employees and bringing them around the tiny desk space. It is part of the draw of working here. It has really become, among other things, a recruitment tool for NPR. Do you get college credit for being here as an intern? <laughs> No, no college credit, but this is the coolest thing I've done in college, so 
definitely a good time, yeah. What are you studying? Um, marketing and music and social change. Have you ever been to one of these and said, don't tell anybody, but I'm actually at a Tiny Desk concert? Um, no, because I know that I will see someone else here <laughs> who knows what I should be doing. Can you blow something off to be here? Um, yeah, it's kind of expected that you'll go to them, so it's okay. It's all right if you miss a meeting or if you're late for a meeting because you say I was at a Tiny Desk. People, everybody knows. Everybody understands. So, Have you ever said, oh, that person never goes. What's wrong with that person? Definitely. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Is there a no hanging with the guests policy? Like if you see one of the Muppets in the elevator. I have definitely been in the elevator with um, some artists that freaked me out a little because I was, and yeah, I've just got off the elevator as quick as I could because I knew I would just kind of lose it if I didn't. One name, come on. Oh no, it was actually, um, it was one of the blue men from Blue Man Crew. <laughs> wow, that's a low bar. Freaking me out. Freaking that was just fear. That wasn't being starstruck. Last question, I'll let you go. Wish list. Who would you wish they would, would bring in? Um, James Blake or Frank Ocean. Those would be my two. So for the last five years, I've been wishing that the Lumineers would be a band for Tiny Desk. I think they would be awesome. Well, everyone knows where Bob sits. Everyone everywhere knows where Bob sits. What's your name? I'm Paul. What do you do for NPR? Um, I'm the intern for All Songs Considered. <laughs> is that why they put you in front of this desk? Well, yeah, my desk is right next to Bob's, which is the tiny desk. Is this your desk all the time? It is. Is this a good alibi, like, to get out of work because something is happening right in front of your desk? <laughs> well, well, as Bob likes to say, I also like to say I am willfully evicted whenever we have a concert, so... <laughs> Give us some inside yeah. baseball on Bob. What's he like as a desk suite? cubicle mate it's like the best roommate ever what can i say <laughs> he's great yeah do you tell people at bars yeah i'm actually the next to the tiny desk guy <laughs> um it's definitely pretty prominently featured on my tinder profile so there is that that gets a lot of rights why it's you tell you coolest run-in with someone who's done a show most uncool run-in with someone who's done a show Ooh. um Everybody who's been here has been really cool, so I can't really think of any uncool things that stand out in my mind, in all honesty. Or uncool peccadillo. You don't have to name names. Like, did oh, someone, no. like, have a slinky in their pocket while they performed or any <laughs> other weird thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I literally can't think of anything, in all honesty, yeah. What wouldn't we realize if we weren't here watching this? What would someone listening to this not realize? Well, everything does fit behind the desk. Um, so they are in a pretty darn confined area as far as, you know, musical performances go. And we do have a live audience here. It's all very real and raw, which is what I like about it. And that's something that I think usually comes through in recordings. But it's very different when you actually see it in person, when you really, like, see the music being made and stuff. Are you over it? Or do you still get geeked up about it? Oh, I still get geeked up about it. It's, like, the coolest place to work in the world. Like, it doesn't feel real. They've taken your chair. <laughs> In different configurations, there are people we've had again and again. Jeff Tweedy, I think, has done three different tiny desks. The record holder, if I'm not mistaken, is Sarah Watkins from Nickel Creek, who came as Sarah Watkins' solo artist, came as a member of Nickel Creek, came as a member of the Decemberists, and came as, uh, oh, as the Watkins Family Hour. As you said, it's 
really wild that we've done 850 some odd Tiny Desk concerts and not had Calexico, a band that we really like and really admire. Now, Iron and Wine put out a record with Calexico. It's an opportunity to have Sam come back do a third Tiny Desk, which is very uncommon. But it's going to be a completely different arrangement, and it's an opportunity to bring Calexico for the first time. And really, we just come in here with enormously high hopes. There are really only a handful of Tiny Desk concerts that we haven't been able to publish. And that's almost always due to some sort of licensing issue and not like, oh, that performance sucked. I mean, there have been a couple where nerves have gotten the better of, of an artist. Um, but for the most part, what, what we always tell people, and I always hear Bob Boylan saying this uh, to, to the bands as they're setting up, is like, we're here to capture you in a way that you want to be seen. We want to present music that we love in a way that we're going to love listening to. Is there a brightness on the guitar? You want less? It's a little dead. Oh, I like it dead. Okay, great. Let's keep it dead. <clears throat> I don't want it too bright, but if you want to add a little something... After, I will. Thank you. What are you expecting today? I'm expecting... Uh, just a wall of beautiful sound. Man, I've, I've seen Sam Beam in concert in every configuration you can name, except actually for this one. He's always such a, such a pleasure to behold, and Calexico has been making great music for, what, 20 years? And so I just expect to be in the care of really, really talented and versatile and quick-thinking musicians. I just, I just know that I'm in amazing hands. I have extremely high hopes, and uh, I'm quite certain that they will be met. All right, everybody, we're going to go. Silence! <laughs> that makes me drunk with power every time. Thank you so much for coming. We have a lot of discussions internally about how and when to repeat ourselves at the tiny desk, when to have an artist who's performed here once come back again. The secret <laughs> is to cheat. He's, figured out the hack. He, yeah, he's figured out the hack. He's, he's now up there. He's now in the three-timers club. But somehow completely inexplicably I have no idea how this has happened we have never had Calexico here at the desk in 850 some odd opportunities but now we, we finally have them here uh, together for, uh, for the first time a couple of quick notes before we start. Photos are totally fine, video is not. Please do not shoot video. We've got people doing it for you. Um, if you can, if there's somebody who is shorter of stature behind you, let them in front of you. We, Bob is a big believer in arraying people by height, and I think it's a, it's a great idea as well. Just uh, be kind to your neighbor. Make sure you make room for our, for our cameras and our videographers to do their job, and we'll begin. Please give a warm welcome to Calexico and Iron Man. Chasing my Therese around the tree We were kicking precious stones Sinking ships and swimming home Only crazy for the comfort of our clothes I thought that was fun. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it's just about being in the moment and... I mean, you have a script, and you play it the way that your heart feels like playing it at the moment. Yeah, I have no interest in watching that either. <laughs> she said the weather's only fair, the wind can only blow your hair. And I believed her well enough, or didn't care. Everyone knows. 
used the S word a couple times. What is the script? Oh, the script is the song. You have the words, you have the changes. You can make adjustments if you want to, but you have, you know, you have a, a forward thrust. You know where you're going. You know what the journey is sort of supposed to look like by the time you finish. Across the marble floor, out the ornamental door. Even rain can hear it running off the road. What about musicianship, the relationship to you being an actor? Are you an actor? It's definitely a performance. Tightly attuned group will recognize them. All, you know, we're all in there actively having a conversation on the stage like actors. And something happens, like someone decides not to play a note that they were supposed to play. Everyone adjusts it. And sometimes it creates these really wonderful pauses because you know those pauses are just as important as the sound choices that you make you know like a, a vibration that you make you know you're using the same script but take you know try to take an, an obstacle and turn it into like a, a quality you know an attribute we all the river had to give we broke a bed we bought a crib and left a mountain mansion nothing to forget Thanks so much. Yeah. It's fun to be back, isn't it, Joey? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Uh, this next one is one that Joey wrote, and uh, it's called Midnight Sun. Joey Burns of Calexico. I write songs, I play music, and I help others to create music. It was incredible. It was a lot of fun, and it's a it's a big honor, you know, playing something like that. It's uh, it's a big deal. So we we were loving it, and I was really surprised at how many people showed up too. That was cool. It was our first time, so it did really great because you really just don't know, you know, you set up in someone's office and. Uh, and you're, you know, not using your usual gear or usual monitoring. It can be a little bit uh, nervous, but yeah, I kind of rose to the occasion. It did remind me sort of of rehearsing backstage acoustically. So we have to really listen because there's no monitoring. We're just playing acoustically, unplugged for the most part, and um, and you know we're not really facing one another like we would say in a rehearsal backstage, uh, unplugged. So. Um, I think we just try to do the best we can and and hope it all works out. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had a blast doing it, and it was a good day. 
all in all, really great day. The stone, the stone, and the map, the stars, the stars, brought back the key, the key, and unlock the heart, the heart, and the birds return, the birds, with songs in their eyes, their eyes, maps to the world, the world, and never see, maps to the world. Thanks so much. Um, and I'm Sam. Three-timer. <laughs> I think I've officially made it so they can't invite me back. So, oh, well, that's the way it goes. Thank you for having me all the time that you did. Uh, this is an older song uh, that we did a while back when we made a record um, called In the Rains back in... <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, I know. One more tonight Let your grace stallion rest Where he lays in the rains From all of the speed and the strain he gave My name is John Convertino, and I play drums for Calexico. This was great. This was deluxe. Tiny desk on the screen looks pretty darn tiny. Actually, I was really surprised they had a full drum. I was kind of ready to like put a bass drum pedal against a cabinet and play on an album jacket or something. That's kind of in my head what I was going to do. But This coming from a man who I saw literally play uh, Splenda, a Splenda package, mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing you couldn't play. <laughs> it was actually brown sugar, raw. The Splenda's a little too soft. Could you play an hour and a half set like this? Oh, yeah. I'd love it. Yeah, we've done stuff like that, Joey and I. Like I said last night, you know, it's music is acoustic, and, you know, if you can pull it off acoustically without all the enhancements, then you know you have something there. And you left a cool remembrance. I saw you and uh, Joey uh, signed a shaker. That, that's not going anywhere. That's awesome. I feel so honored to be here. I mean, NPR has saved my life so many times. It's a treasure, I think, a national treasure. Is it? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks so much. You guys had a lot of fun. Thank you. On the next part of assembly. This is Joey talking to you from New York. Joey, you sound much more present. Uh, Sam, are you a little further away from the mic? No, I'm just much smaller than him. <laughs> I work for Sirius XM in the talent industry relations. You want to have a conversation? I'm talking. Get out. This morning in our Saturday sessions, the reunion of two indie giants, Calexico and Iron and Wine. How many songs are we playing? <laughs> you ever get used to green room food? <laughs> well, there's green food, so that makes this green room especially good. I hear the elements. I don't hear the whole, but it always works out. How was singing early in the morning? My problem in the morning is not my voice, it's my brain. <laughs> this isn't the way I would do this, but, you know, we only have this limited amount of time. I'm just going to go with it. And, you know, I think it turned out fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think this will be, be pretty special. 
Assembly is created and produced by me, Robert Malazzo. Original music for Assembly is by Sam Spiegel and ANR. A special thanks for this episode of Assembly goes to Mark Romanek, Rogers Park, Illinois. Visit our website, theassemblypodcast.com. Send any questions, comments you have. You can also suggest an assembly you'd like me to feature on the show. And of course, you can contribute there. Your contributions are incredibly appreciated, I promise. Assembly is a presentation of the Modern School of Film. Mm-hmm.